three tenets have been given importance in Sikhism. Dharma, or right discipline, daya or compassion, and santok or contentment. How can I inculcate these in my life? See, these three are actually one. You cannot have one of them sans the other two. Whenever they will be there, they will be together. And there is just one common name for all three and that common name is honesty. Start from the basics. Who are we? Why do we need anything? Why do we talk of anything? Why do religions exist? Why do we earn? Why do we go to a teacher? Why do we get educated? It is because we are not at rest. It is because we find something missing in life. It is because we want to be better. What is dharma then? Dharma is to realize that as you are, you are not all right. The facts of your living prove that you are not all right. There is envy, there is greed, there is fear, there is delusion. And there is a resistance to this condition. You're not all right. You're not all right, but the non-all rightness has become a habit. It persists. It has become a pattern. And the pattern has strength. One is caught in the pattern. 
धर्म इज द नेम ऑफ द डिसिप्लिन दैट ब्रेक्स दैट पैटर्न धर्म इज द कमिटमेंट to absolve oneself of suffering that alone is dharma or religiousness i am not all right and i don't like it and i won't remain this way this is dharma i am prepared to pay the price i am prepared to follow the discipline that is needed to break out of my current condition that is dharma but why would one follow any discipline discipline is not comfortable the body the senses the mental patterns they all abhor discipline why would one follow discipline at all one would follow discipline only when there is an honest acknowledgement that one is not all right that one is suffering and it's not fun at all similarly compassion daya or karuna when one sees how he is suffering when one sees how hard one is trying to break free of the suffering when one one sees how unnecessary this clingy suffering is then then one cannot <coughs> be high handed towards others because suffering is the common thread that runs through the entire humanity if there is one thing common between all human beings all sentient beings of yesterday today and tomorrow it is that they suffer they necessarily suffer and they suffer when it is possible to live free of suffering when one sees this then one cannot have 
वायलेंस और अ कंडिसेंडिंग एटीट्यूड टूवर्ड्स अदर्स इफ द अदर इज मेकिंग अ फूलिश मिस्टेक एम आई टू नॉट मेकिंग द सेम मिस्टेक is there any folly present in the other that is not in some way present in me as well one sees that others suffer just as one does and one sees that freedom from suffering is possible for others just as freedom from suffering is possible for oneself this is compassion hmm beneath the diversity of names forms situations beneath all the apparent differences we all are one in the sense that we all are sufferers and if we go still a little deeper we are all one in that we all can be free of suffering this is compassion but this compassion is possible only to the one who has come to see both the inevitability and the end of suffering hmm then there is santosh or commitment contentment all religion we said starts from honest admission of one's situation it is impossible to be honestly observing one's life and not see that all suffering arises from misplaced and hazy desires and therefore one who is determined to live without torture definitely pays attention 
towards the origin development power and purpose of desires he asks where is desire coming from what is it doing to me does it ever get satisfied even if the desire is fulfilled does it really fulfill me man is fulfilling desires is desire ever fulfilling man so it's quite a one way thing man is pleasing and appeasing his desires <clears throat> and even appeased his desires are leaving man empty and vacant <clears throat> from that comes contentment a clear realization that one is not going to search for the ultimate as an object or a thing objects things are devious deceptive even the best of them can just be indicators towards the truth but no object can itself be ever the truth this attitude towards the objective world is called contentment or santosh hari has quoted nanak sahib the translation reads there in that state of mind consciousness intellect mind and understanding are given a new shape they get evolved due to worship the desire for meditation awakens kindly explain the above verse and shed some light on the quality and quantity of that worship which state of mind is being talked of that state of mind in which the mind has seen the futility of its efforts so far 
that severity of its limitations the mind has turned totally hopeless towards itself its own capacity and at the same time the mind is seeing a glimmer of hope somewhere else somewhere in the beyond that state of mind that special state is being talked of the mind has lost confidence in its own smartness and the mind is becoming faithful towards something totally beyond itself <coughs> in that state says nanak sahib consciousness intellect mind understanding wisdom get a new shape get evolved due to worship the desire for meditation awakens usually the mind would only do things that strengthen it strengthen the ego reinforce the tendencies and concepts on which the ego is founded but in this special state the mind starts bowing down to submitting to worshiping something unknown something unfathomable yet totally dependable something that the mind can make no sense of and yet something that the mind somehow knows very intimately hmm? one has to pay to come to this state hari one has to be thoroughly determined a lot of strange terrifying yet wonderful things happen in that state but that state is not for the chicken hearted ones that state is for the real warriors or the real lovers one has to stand through one's own destruction 
in the middle of all dishonesty one has to honestly say i am dishonest one has to keep wanting without getting and when it becomes fully established that one cannot get one says the want has intensified even more if i cannot get too bad for the i the i must go but the want to get will remain it is that kind of a special state you know if i am not fit to get what i want it is not the want that must change it is i who must disappear the want so beautiful it will remain and prevail the want will dominate the i i will not want it is not the usual kind of petty want that proceeds from the i it is the kind of want that shapes disciplines and dissolves the i everything changes obviously when the i at the center itself is being subject to discipline and dissolution then consciousness intellect mind understanding wisdom all obviously get a new shape as the verse says alluring as the whole description is do remember that this special state is either for warriors or for the audience is gaining in notiness <laughs> have begun to read the teacher nanak if someone is proud that he knows the doings of the lord he will not be approved or accepted in his court that is he will not be considered fit to enter his court so anisa is asking what does nanak ji mean when he talks about getting approved or accepted in his court
is this similar to the day of judgment as mentioned in the Quran? Levant Gratitude Anissa from USA. In the sense Nanak Sahib has spoken here, being in his court implies nearness to him. So those who think that they know the doings of the Lord, the ways of the Lord, those who think they are smart and clever enough to decode the mystery, will not get to enter the court of the Lord. That is, they will not ever gain nearness to the Lord. Hmm? One does not come close to the truth by being on top of the truth. Hmm? If you think that closeness to the truth means riding the truth or owning or possessing the truth, then you are far from the truth. One comes close to the truth by surrendering to it, by bowing down to it. One bows down or one embraces. One does not say, I know the truth. Knowing is very violent, very authoritarian. If you know something, then you control and dominate and use it. Truth is neither controllable nor usable. If you can control something or dominate or use it, the thing is obviously smaller than you. You would like to believe that truth is smaller than us. So yes, we do have multiple truths that are all smaller than us. And they only increase the mental node and are no good. The one truth, the only truth is unknowable. The mind will have to surrender to this great defeat. The mind keeps insisting, but what is it? What is so complex or esoteric that it can't be disclosed or revealed? I mean, what is the truth? Tell me. Let me figure out whether I can comprehend it. At least let me know. If I can't make sense of it, alright. But don't I have a right to at least be informed? That's the language we deal in. Hmm? 
but that is the language not permissible in his court those who speak this language there visas are declined there are several countries that impose a language requirement you know if you do not know the native language you cannot go to that country sometimes it's an absolute requirement and sometimes it's a desirable so if you want to go to germany let's say and you know german the german language then your chances are brighter you want to go to a country that speaks exclusively let's say french and you know no french why should you be allowed entry what would you do there even if you land in that place they know only french and you know no french what would you anyway do there so that's the thing with his country hmm the language of knowledge is not admissible there god's court has very few intellectuals hmm and he asked is this similar to the day of judgment as mentioned in the quran no anisa that is a different concept for a different purpose here the word court is a metaphor for courting you know what courting means hmm yeah engaging engagement so nanak sahib is talking of a loving engagement between the subject and the sire in the quran the context in which the day of judgment is talked of is different there the context is of action and consequences whatsoever the quran says you have done is not going to go unaccounted every single action is being noticed and registered and the accounts shall be revealed to you one particular day 
therefore remain cautious all the time because both things are certain one nothing is going unnoticed everything is being recorded and second all that is being recorded will be considered and the dues would fall upon you so for your own welfare you better remain vigilant that is the concept of the day of judgment hmm?